This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. I'm flying solo today, but not because Kyle's not in close proximity. He's actually in the conference room bringing one of our new producers, Jeremy, on the books. So I'm going to let him focus on that because that is a revenue-bearing activity for me, and we all like to focus on those things. But I don't want that to diminish our guest. We have Leary Halperin-Segal from Leo which is a cool new software product. And I've heard a ton of buzz about it from my peers, but being completely transparent, know nothing about it. So I am learning just like everyone else is. And I can't wait to dive in more and find out what this thing does that is so amazing that I'm hearing about it everywhere I go. So first and foremost, Leary, thank you so much for joining us today. Truly a pleasure to have you. Why don't you give everybody sort of the overview is to your background and how you got to where you are with Leo, and then we're going to dive in and spend the rest of our time talking about your software. Uh, sure, and thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Leary. I'm uh, the CEO and founder of Leo. Um, I'm originally from Tel Aviv, Israel. Have you ever been to? I would Tel never Aviv? have guessed. I thought you were from South Alabama with your accent. Really? <laughs> Uh, that's the no, first you time. Know, it's funny. It, I knew that you, I knew that you were, um, I could tell it was an Israeli accent, not because I've been there, but it seems like there is so much going on now within shore tech and otherwise, and it's, it's a lot of stuff coming out of Israel. So the reason why I, I suspected that was because we actually have a product for drone insurance that we, mm-hmm. um, represent at my agency and it's through a company called skywatch who was started in in israel so i've talked to the as we were getting onboarded and set up with them and building out the iframe that we have on our website we actually had a lot of meetings back and forth so that's how i knew knew the accent got it got it uh yeah so we have uh, a lot of activities here uh in israel uh, in insurtech but uh you know i'm go back and forth with our um, West Coast office and meetings in the East Coast uh, and Tel Aviv. So 
yeah, it's uh, super, super nice to be everywhere at the same time. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a previous startup is an online offline gifting platform um, that this is where I sold to corporates such as Saab, Zendesk, Google and others. Uh, prior to that, I had a venture in Israel that was chosen to be one of the leading um, website for consumers. Um, and I also established an organization called P51 that aims to promote diversity in the workplace environment. Uh, and I was invited to speak about it in the UN. And uh, actually, our next event will be in the Library of Congress uh, in two months. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's great. And in the last five years, I've been in the insurance in the insurance business, uh, trying to make the life of insurance agents more profitable. Um, and uh, you know, coming with the knowledge that I have um, when I first started five years ago, I saw that there are so many opportunities, and if agents would maximize their potential, they can be in a different place in life. Um, and you you talk a lot about that, so. Yeah. So talk to me for a little bit, you know, what was the need that sparked your interest? What need did you see that you felt you would be able to meet, uh, whether it be through, again, I don't even really know the nuts and bolts of what you guys do yet, but what was the need you're looking to meet? Because anytime, you know, I think so many times with InsureTech, I feel like there's a forced solution. And what I mean by that is people are meeting a need that's not really a need, right? In in my opinion, at least not for, for our firm. Mm-hmm. What What is it that you saw about the insurance industry specifically that you said, you know what, there's opportunity there for me to build a, a product that will solve a problem that I'll be able to scale while making agents' lives easier? Yeah. Um, so actually, I started, I didn't uh, plan to to be in the insurance business. Um, and um, None I... None of us did. <laughs> yeah, but we are having fun, right? Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, so I... I started to work with an insurance agent here in Israel. And he, you know, he tried to, to sell me one of the policies and I... And I looked at the way he works and I understood that, you know, he has a lot of data on me uh, and a lot of things that he can sell uh, that he didn't even think um, to offer me. And the process was was kind of broken. Um, And this is where I saw, you know, that there's a lot of potential in insurance. And I just started to learn and to analyze and to see, you know, how can, you know, insurance agents can utilize their data um, and we started in Israel. We worked here with the largest, you know, insurance agencies, also with some carriers. Uh, but the insurance uh, Israeli market is super small, uh, only six insurance carriers. Um, oh. Yes. Um, so we needed to decide whether we want to be huge in Israel or to start, you know, to work and offer our solution uh, in the U.S. market. And this is where we started to work with, you know, different agencies uh, in the U.S. Um, So this is where I started to learn about, you know, the needs and what can we develop with our AI technology that can really benefit producers. Um, And this is how we started uh, with Leo. So the, um, the solution had changed a bit since we, you know, did the geographical pivot. 
Um, and today we help agents to find commercial line prospect in record time. Um, so oh, we have, yeah. you have my full attention now. So <laughs> talk a little bit about how you do that. Yeah. So we have more than 40 million commercial line prospect that are loaded into our system. Uh, we also give you data points about each prospect. So if it's 5,500 for EB or OSHA, DOT, Department of Transportation, LinkedIn profile, emails, website, everything that you need to know about your prospect. And our secret sauce is that we can integrate with your book of business, with your AMS. So our AI learns your customer profiles, and then we can match you with the right prospect for you out of the 40 million prospect that we have in mm. Leo. So, yeah. So imagine that, you know, every day you get a new list of prospects that are relevant for you. Um, and you can start to engage with them. Um, and once you found the prospect that you like, you can push it to your uh, CRM, if it's agency Zoom or Salesforce, um, at a click of a button. Tell me HubSpot is in the works if it's not there already, because that's what we use at my agency. I've got a custom build out of HubSpot. For you, it's in the work. Okay, good. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all I care about. So let me ask you this. There actually used to be a tool and I used it and it, I, if it was not called Leo, it was something around Leo. I don't want to get him confused, but it was a LinkedIn, almost like a, a plugin type tool that automated the ability to do outreach to a, a mass number of people. I'm assuming that you're a completely different company than that, or was that a, an early, early version of what you were looking to build? Uh, no, it wasn't us. Um, so we really help you, you know, to find the right prospect. Um, and we give you the contact details. Uh, LinkedIn is a part of it. Sure. Uh, but you you have, you know, we provide a lot of opportunities for you as an agent because we give you, you know, the um, if it's OSHA 5500, Department of Transportation, X date. So we are trying to collect all this data and to provide it to you in a very, very easy manner. So we have the mobile version where you can sit in a coffee shop and just, you know, review the prospect that you want to reach out to or to push to Salesforce uh, or agency Zoom. Um, or um, you can use our desktop version. And this is where, for example, I saw, you know, a few days ago, um, um, a producer that um, pushed, you know, 150 prospects to Salesforce. So I said, what happened? And then I realized that he's going to a conference. Um, so he's building uh, the list. Um, so, so we have a lot of, you know, different um, scenarios that uh, producers are using us. And, um, for example, you know, one of the one of the quotes that we got uh, uh, in the last few weeks is that using Leo is like being a sniper in the field. No, that's cool. So who would you tell me? I'm sure there's nobody that's a competitor as far as having an exact same product. But who who would you liken your product too, or who would you uh, probably a better way to answer the question is who would you replace in the marketplace? If an agency is already using something in my mind, when I hear you talk immediately goes to my edge, because that sounds similar to what my edge does um, with regard to having data points, having the ability to create a prospecting list from it and all of that. 
my concern always has been with with my edge the data was just very inconsistent it wasn't populated the same depending on what state you were in you know when it was originally demoed for me they didn't use florida and so it looked like there was a lot more information that was going to be available to me and then when i started to use the product which i no longer use for this reason it didn't have nearly what I needed to be able to go in. And what I thought was really attractive about it was exactly what you said. I mean, look, every agent out there, I shouldn't say every agent, but any agent that's good, any any really good producer knows you can go to get the safer score if you're into trucking. You can pull the cab report. You can go to the 5500s if you're in retirement planning or employee benefits, and you can see who the broker is and how much was paid to that person. So you have a rough idea on the size of the account. We can go in Florida to the Department of, Dif- of Financial Services, and I can get the expiration date and the carrier and the agency name for the workers' compensation. I know how to do all that stuff. What's appealing to me is you do the same thing, it sounds like. You just put it in a very nice, neat package that's easy to see in a dashboard format. So I'm not spending a bunch of time doing all of that lead research. And then what I heard you say to further that is you have the ability to scan my book of business and see the people that I already have who are what we would consider our ideal prospects or our ideal clients, and then match me to other people that are in your 40 million lead database that would it would make sense for me to call on based on what my personal book already looks like. Did I miss anything? Exactly. You said it correct. Okay, good. Um, and, I will, and I will add to that, that we also have something that we call referral lift. Um, this is where we find prospect that probably your customers knows already. Um, and we ask them um, for an intro to those prospects. So we already um, wrote the email for you. It's waiting for you in the in your email box. And all you need to do is just press send. And then it will your customer will get an email asking him for uh, an introduction to a list of prospects that we found that we believe that you will probably know. Um, and this is where you know you can do referrals, 10 referrals in like two minutes. Um so yeah, so exactly like you said, and we are trying always, always to find more ways to automate the process for the producer. Um, so, you know, you can do other stuff uh, and you will not need to search for this data and to validate the data. Um, and you spoke about, you know, data validation, and this is something that we put a lot of efforts in. Um, so yeah, so I would love for you, you know, to try out the product and let me know, what do you think about the data? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that is the one thing that everybody, you know, all of us get leery of, and this is not saying that Leo fits into this bucket at all. It's just that, you know, the industry by and large has become jaded because so many people say, you know, we have this and it's your one-stop prospecting tool, blah, 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 blah. And then I get in there and it's like, hold on a second. I do better. I can do better than this by myself, just going to the places that I know where to go. So, 
you know, I am optimistic. I mean, I know that it's capable to build that tool and I've heard nothing but good things about Leo. So I have no reason to believe that it's anything other than that. Right. I just think that that's probably, if I'm sitting in your chair, my biggest concern is all the people who came before me. Mis- I don't want to say misrepresenting. I would just say over-representing what their real capabilities are. And then when the end user gets in front of it, it's like, ah, oh, man, this is, I could have gone to reference USA through my library and gotten the same information that they're giving me here. Right. So that's exciting. And then, you know, talk a little bit about the CRM integration when the, I'm assuming that your product is web, you said web-based and desktop both. Yeah. So it's, you have uh, an app, you can download the app and use Leo, or you can use the desktop version. Right. And so I'm assuming then what I would do is I would go into the to the dashboard. I would create a leads list of prospects that I, you know, based on whatever parameters are put in. And then when that list is actually created at that point, do you push it over into the to the CRM so that they are enrolled in any type of drip campaigns that are going out to people? Or is there a, a point where the handoff makes more sense? So it really depends uh, what is your goal. Uh, if you want to use a drip campaign, you can do that as well, or you can just add it to you know your pipe. But you just described one way to go, you know, to just uh, create a list um, and then push it to the CRM. But we also create you a list, so you don't even need to. So you can use our search capabilities, and you can search by county, by you know, um, by C codes. Uh, and a lot of different parameters, but um, you can also just go to the tab where it's uh, where we wrote uh, prospect by similarity. And this is where every day you will see a new prospect waiting for you according to your book of business. Um, so this is where you don't even need to work hard to find those prospects. And maybe, you know, it's some prospect that you didn't even think about. Um, and all of a sudden you see it in Leo. So, so yeah, um, you get that. So do you integrate with any AMS or is there a list of them that you integrate with? And the reason I say that is we're with Hawksoft at my agency. And one of the things that agents, you know, always talk about is they really hope Hawksoft continues. They've done a great job over the last several years of adding more and more and more partners because as times change, obviously technology evolves and we want, we need to stay ahead of the curve. I don't even want to keep up. I want to be ahead of it. So it's good to know because I know that's a question that would come from my peer group is, are there any agency management systems you don't integrate with or, you know, because I'm assuming that's how you get the snapshot of the book of business, right? Is that you plug into the AMS somehow? Correct. Yes. So uh, currently we are working with uh, Vertifor. Uh, we are a part of the Orange Partner Program. Um, so we have integration with their products. Um, we will launch the integration with uh, Hawksoft soon. Okay, um, so you will be able to use it. And next will be applied um, and EasyLinks, uh, which is harder. Uh, but if you have the SDK, we can also integrate with, uh, we can also get the data from the SDK. Or if you have a data lake, we can also get the data from there. Um, and if we don't integrate or you don't have uh, the data lake, you can also just use the version without the AMS. And this is where, you know, you can search and the AI will learn your searches 
And according to that, we can also offer you some lists uh, that we think will be relevant for you. Yeah. So you don't know anything at all about how I, how I run my business, right? I'm a, I'm a little bit of a different animal than many of the agent, normal main street type agencies that are out there. For starters, we're only going to spend time looking at middle market commercial business because that's where our skill set is most rewarded financially. And just by knowing we can go in and help somebody who has a problem fix it. But we leverage technology very, very heavily. My technology spend is way outside of what best practices says that it's supposed to be because, but I would also argue that my revenue per employee is higher and my profitability is higher as a result of the investment in technology. So it all comes out in the wash. One of the ways, so we obviously, anybody who understands marketing knows it's got to be multiple prongs. You can't just, you can't just dial for dollars. You can't just email. You can't just cold call. You need to do all of those things. One of the things that we've done, and and I'm gonna go ahead and make this self-proclaimed, but we've sort of we've sort of pioneered using outsourced labor in terms of virtual professionals in revenue-bearing activities in the agency, not just the clerical tasks. Most of the time, you'll hear people talk about outsourcing virtual assistance to uh, Philippines or Costa Rica or Puerto Rico, and it's usually you know they go in and help format proposals or create auto ID cards. They may do some limited quoting. They may, you know, do vehicle changes, driver changes, all of that. But I came up with the idea. What if I could have a virtual professional that we train formally start setting new business appointments for us? And so we have a guy that is an absolute rock star who sits over in Pakistan, and that is what he does. He dials for dollars all day. Why do I have a guy in Pakistan do that? Well, because most people in the United States, they hate it. They hate calling on the phone. They hate telemarketing. They don't have a a good script to go by. They haven't been trained. And quite honestly, if I've got somebody who's a closer, I don't need them wasting their time opening or having, you know, telemarketing like that. They need to do a certain amount to try and open their own opportunities, but I, they can only get through so much. And if I can find somebody to outsource that to that does nothing, but this guy's calling between hundred and 200 leads a day and booking three to five appointments. So I tell you all of that because what I could see us doing is I can see us creating the call list for him from your product. And then I would immediately push it into HubSpot. But the only reason that I would do, and I'm assuming that I would have the ability to, would I be able to export that as like a CSV or something that we could? Yeah. yeah, So I would would export that as a CSV and then upload it into HubSpot. So it's his call list. But the main reason why is because we do lead scoring inside of the CRM. So we know based on the type of interactions, the length of interactions that we have, that we have the ability to uh, determine who is going to be red hot and ready for us to deal with them immediately and who we need to just sort of let sit in the crock pot and warm up a little bit before it's time for us to actually reach out and try and set an appointment. And we know that if we have a prospect who has a lead score of 80 or higher, they're basically sitting next to the phone waiting on us to call. So we have actually made it to where our first line of defense is we create a list. It's nowhere near as sophisticated as what yours is. 
And then we've been relying on HubSpot to go out to the internet and scrape that data for us. Now, it's not going to get the same data points that you get, obviously, because you're getting far deeper, but it is giving us the sales. It's giving us the employee count. It's giving us the decision maker and, and whatever other information it can include. And so we we upload our list and let it do its thing first so that it has whatever information it can get. And then we can filter that to make sure that it falls within the line of employees and everything else. What you're telling me is I can create all of that stuff, not rely on HubSpot, filter my list so that only the absolute purified list of leads that I want my guy to be calling is what gets uploaded into the CRM at that point. And it saves me a ton of time from having to do a bunch of the research and things that I would others otherwise have to do. One of the reasons why we've had to do it manually is because we've been relying on what we can get from public domain, from the Department of Financial Services. You know, I can go into the workers' comp website for the state of Florida and by county, I can pull out a list of every single workers' compensation policy that's in effect by month. And it's going to give me a, de a decent amount of information. I'm going to get the company name. I'm going to get the insurance uh, carrier that they're with. I'm going to get their expiration date. And I'm going to also be able to get the agency that represents them. So now if I have, and by the way, if you're listening to this, yes, I did just say the agency that represents them. So if I find an agency that's weak, that's not doing their job, I can now go in and create a leads list around that entire agency's book of business and target them because I feel like we are a better fit in the marketplace. So all of that is a really, really, it's not nearly as manual as it used to be. It used to be me sitting on a laptop at 11 o'clock at night with 15 browser tabs open and an Excel spreadsheet where I would go get the information, paste it into the spreadsheet. And it took me months after months after months Everything I'm hearing from you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm hearing five minutes or less, if not faster, I could go in, put my parameters in, and I have a fully filtered leads list of what your artificial intelligence thinks would be good prospects for me based on everything that it's been able to read. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. We want to save you the time. Yeah. And, and listen, you are doing a lot more than any other agency out there. So, so yeah. So if we can help you. Uh, I, you know, we can definitely help others as well. Well, absolutely. And I mean, this is actually, you don't know this about me, but I, I have an online ecosystem for commercial producers that I started um, three or four years ago where we actually teach them how to, how to sell in the middle market, how to prospect, how to market to them, how to do their research and all of that stuff. And I mean, this is, if you're in Killing Commercial and you're listening to this, this thing is a no-brainer. Obviously, I want to I want to see it, touch it, feel it, but I'm not even as concerned right now about your ability to automatically push data into HubSpot because I if I can export by CSV, yeah, it's a little bit of a process, but it's not like it's a horrible process for us to be able to do that. I'm actually more excited about the fact that you're going to have that integration with Hawksoft and you're going to be able to read that data and give us really good insight into that. And you know, that's kind of the MO with Hawksoft, right? I feel like anytime there's an integration with them, it's it's not a two-way. I think they maybe only have a couple of people that are a two-way. Usually they'll push their data to you, but you can't push your data back into them. So I'm suspecting, and you can correct me, I don't know if your integration is going to allow you to put uh leads into their system just the same. 
I don't use it to track leads. So I don't even know what the capabilities are because what I do know is HubSpot is probably one of, it is one of the premier CRM platforms out there. And if I'm using that, anything aside from that would be taken a step backwards. Yeah, so I, I I have to say a good word about Talksoft. They are you know doing a great job, um, and um, and we will start with only one way. Um, so you will not be able to push uh, data into into Hawksoft, but we will also provide that um, you know in the stage two. Um, yeah, but you know, I honestly don't know how many people, I don't, I don't know how many people would even use it to push in unless they become more robust in what the CRM piece is, right? I mean, it's okay if you have prospects in there, but you're really not, you're not monitoring as effectively as you are in a CRM that has a full-blown pipeline with the defined stages and you can track where opportunities are falling off and all of that other stuff. And again, not a knock on Hawksoft by any stretch. Absolutely love the product. We use it here. Love the people, love the user group. Like you could not find a better group of individuals in the insurance industry than the people that are there. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the average agency stays with them over 10 years. I mean, it's, it, it might even be over 15, but once they get you in, they just love you and make sure you're taken care of. So kudos to them. You know, I, I think that for, for our purposes, it's that, that portion of it's irrelevant. What I like about it is the one-way push. I do want you to be able to analyze our data. And I don't know if, if you're familiar, are you familiar with Arius Analytics and their product, Donna yeah. for Agents? I don't yeah. view them necessarily as a competitor to you. I mean, is there any any crossover or do you guys actually complement each other? Uh, a bit, um, but I would say, you know, they are also doing a great job analyzing the data. Uh, we, by the way, also do that. Um, so we can provide you with win backs opportunities. Um, we help you with cross-sell opportunities, um, with uh, retaining. So we will let you know what are the next uh, renewals. Um, and, um, and also we provide a lot of reports. So you can get reports about your book, about your, you know, 80, 20 uh, ratio. Um, And also, by the way, uh, you mentioned that you're just recruiting uh, a new uh, employee, a new producer, I guess. So uh, this is where we also provide you as an agency owner, a tool to validate your producers. So we show you the activities that how they are using Leo you know, you can mentor them how to, on what to focus. And you can see that they're, you know, doing, you know, the job that you want them to do. So this is way, you know, this is something that we didn't even, you know, think about. Uh, It was, you know, it's something that came up from the field. It's something that came up from producers who use that, agency owners. And this is where, you know, we want to help you as, you know, as an agency owner to decide, you know, who is doing a good job? Who do you need? You know, who needs some help? And we can save you a lot of money, you know, if we can help you with the producer validation. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's been a hot button for me for a while. I think that the industry by and large manages their producers the wrong way. And what I mean by that is, you know, it, it, it's a it's a cute joke to say, oh, when I started, they gave me a book. It was the phone book and I had to call everybody to get leads and all of that. Right. Those days are long gone. The, 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 and what where I'm headed with 
the fact I think that producers are mismanaged is the conversations about their production typically never happen until they miss their numbers for a quarter or they miss their six month number, or you get to the end of the year and they didn't hit their, their projection. My question is, why are we waiting? You know, why do you wait until they didn't do something, you know, in terms of hidden number to course correct and coach them, right? If you are running a successful agency and you have a good sales culture and you understand the process, that process is clearly defined and the behaviors associated with that process are also defined. And as long as you can manage behaviors that you know are going to work because they've worked for years and years and years, in my case, 20 years, then I know that if that producer is is executing those behaviors flawlessly, the revenue is going to follow, especially when you're in the middle market. We have such a long sales cycle. It could be 12 to 18 months if we're in a true middle market account, 12 to 18 months. And you know, I can't be beating on a producer as to where's your revenue, where's your revenue, where's your revenue. If I'm looking at a pipeline that shows me there's $400,000 in revenue that's active opportunities, but it's just not ready to land. But I come back over here and I do have my processes identified. I know how many times I want them to dial in a week. I know how many doors I want them to knock on. I know how many emails should be going out to people. And I can go into my dashboard and HubSpot and say, boom, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And I don't need I don't need to, to mess with them at that point, right? Now, if it turns into the fact that it's an extremely long and abnormal sales cycle, that's a whole different animal. I do need to have the conversation then, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we lose a lot of producers that would be really, really good in our industry because the agency itself doesn't have a process. And that's just not going to happen here because I know what they need to do and I'm going to hold them accountable to doing that. And if anything, you know, the pe- people that have, have been on my team, you know, for any period of time that have watched how I handle this, they're going to tell you, I'm going to talk to them about their behaviors first. I'm not going to come and say, hey, you don't have any revenue on the books. You know, what What aren't you doing? I'm going to know from looking at my CRM, hey, you know, I see you don't have any revenue on the books. So I started you know, looking a little deeper and it doesn't look like you've done any cold call marketing drops in the last three weeks. It looks like you've only hit about 25% of your dials. What's going on? And if they say, well, you know, I'm just having a hard time. There's really no excuse for that, right? If you know you have to make so many 100 calls and you make 25, you just chose not to make the other 75. If you know you're supposed to go out and cold call 30 people, you know, across Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and you don't do that, you're kind of the one who made that decision. I didn't make that for you. But if you're going through and doing that and you're putting your best effort forward, we can see that recorded into the CRM. We also have um, outreach automations and nurturing campaigns that are triggered based on the date that's put into the custom field when they actually do the cold call so that we can see if we're getting engagement on our website or the emails are at least getting open, which all dumps into lead scoring so that we know where they're at in the grand scheme of things. But I think everything that's out there is a hundred percent, you know, but should be behavior based in terms of what you're looking for from your producer, because if you get the behaviors right and their list is right, then there's not an issue. The law of large numbers kicks in. They're going to, if they follow that process at some point, somebody's at least going to feel sorry for them, you know, and and give them the meeting or give them the opportunity. Right. Or more likely 
they're going to be at the right place at the right time because they have a list that has been purified that, that uses AI to say, you know what, this is exactly who you should be talking to based on what your current book of business says. And they're going to walk in in some place. They're going to walk into a place, the building, you know, they're they're The building's on fire with all the problems that they're having, right? They had two on two workers comp claims. They had a subcontractor that doesn't have his own insurance that had problems, blah, 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 blah. And you walk in and you just get hit. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, I could take this over for you and help you fix this like right now. And I mean, I've seen that happen, but you know, it all goes back to the people who are the most prepared and the ones who work the smartest are the ones who are going to cover the most ground. And I think that when you can streamline the lead research process and make the list a result as opposed to the starting point, right? Because for me, it's a starting point get everybody out of the Department of Financial Services, great. I still only have a limited amount of data. Now I've got to go all these other places to fill it in. Now the list becomes the starting point and it's completed before you're done. You have just taken and flattened that entire process, which in some cases, if you were up, you know, I started in the industry before everybody had two monitors, let alone three, right? So if I had the setup that I have right now, I would have been a lot faster. But I, I even with having... All of that stuff at your disposal, it just blows my mind to think about how much time is spent actually attempting to engage the prospect as opposed to identifying who it is. That's, I mean, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you, you are, you know, telling your story and I, and it feels like you, you were Leo, you know, a few years ago. So so that's crazy. Uh, well, I was Leo and his six annually. brothers, you know, his six brothers, because I was having to go to different websites and it was a hundred percent manual. But I mean, you know, I, I'm a huge proponent of researching your leads, right. And knowing everything you can, or as much as you can about your prospects before you ever call on them. And so that's a big deal for me. I've always felt like, you know, the insurance piece is kind of, it kind of is what it is. You're not going to win or lose a sales appointment based on how much you know about insurance. It's very, very rare. I'd never go into a prospect in, in, in a first meeting and their first questions are for me to go in and explain coverage to them. They just, yeah. you, your prospect assumes you already know that. But if yeah. I can go in armed with a ton of information, that's going to make yeah. it much easier for me to open and have an icebreaker conversation or, or whatever else. I mean, it, it almost sounds to me like you take a little bit of what I was doing manually, maybe a little, you know, a couple of parts of LinkedIn sales navigator and what they do and some other things and just blending it all together and giving it to people in a very cohesive and easy to read dashboard. I mean. Exactly. And, and again, it's, it's intuitive and easy because I know we don't want to be, you know, too, complicated because there are some, you know, tools in the market that are super complicated. And, and it was very, very important for us to make it easy uh, and clear for the agent exactly where he can find the data. And this is why we built it with agents and producers. Um, so that's, you know, was super important for us. And yeah, so you said a lot of you know things that I agree with, and I think one is one of the most important thing is to have access to your data. Uh, if you are you know a producer, you need access to your data. You need to see how many leads you got, how many leads you pushed to the CRM, uh, where you act compared to other 
uh, producers in the agency. Um, what are your opportunities today for cross-selling or for win-back? So you need to see all of that. And once you can see it, you can be a lot better uh, than what you are today. And, and the same is for the agency owner. You know, Once you see as a manager all the information about your producer, you can help them to be more productive. So I really, I really believe it's all about the data. No, I think that that's the conversation that everybody in the industry is having at this point. You know, um, agents are becoming more and more aware of how important data is. I think what's really driving the point home as much as anything else is the valuations for agencies when they're ready uh, for the, when the principal is ready to exit, you're seeing an agency who's got data and clean data and lots of it be uh, uh, become a much more valuable asset from an acquisition standpoint than the agencies who haven't put an emphasis on those things. And so, you know, that conversation is not going to go away. It's only going to ramp up and become more and more prevalent and there's really no excuse for an agency out there not to have their data in order these days with the number of tools that we have. And the fact that the conversation's been going going on for a few years now, the issue is that our industry is about as easy to move as a cruise ship that you want to have do a 180 at full speed. It's going to take forever for it to happen. I mean, and so that's one of the reasons why for me, rather than wait for the insurance industry to come out with a CRM that is customized to what agents need, even though agency Zoom is a good product and certainly great for lead management and everything else, it can't do everything that I want it to do. And nobody at agency Zoom would argue that, right? Agency Zoom uses HubSpot as their CRM. So they would be hypocritical if they did, but that's not that's not what they would tell you. I had to build it myself, right? And I spent a lot of money to do it. I should say I had to hire somebody to build it for me, but I financed that operation because I understood the power of that and how valuable it would be for us, not just now, but in years to come, because it makes it so much easier to establish appropriate benchmarks for production and understanding your conversion percentages across the different stages of your sales pipeline and all of that. And, you know, we just don't do it industry wide. It just doesn't happen, and that's why, you know, you see such a a failure rate, in my opinion, of people who come in as new producers because they're going to work at agencies that don't have a process for them. They don't have the data, and if they did, it's not in any kind of an organizable and usable format. And you end up just dealing with you end up ruining a great career opportunity for somebody because you're not your your business isn't set up the right way. You're helping solve that problem. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you: Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we've sort of left on the table? Um, no, I think we are we're good. I think uh, it was a great conversation. Just it's also important for me to say that you know. Pricing wise, we are trying to keep our prices very reasonable. Um, so we have, you know, clients that it's enough for them to sell one policy a year, thanks to Leo, and they cover the costs. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to make you give me pricing online. I'm going to encourage everybody to go to your website, getleo.com. And I think so it redirects set. to CO if you do that, right? Because I typed in .com and it got me there. Or is that a different? 
So, so yeah, so you need to go to meetleo, M-E-E-T-L-E-O dot com. That's where I went. I said get. I went to meet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was right. I, I, I was at the right place. I just gave the wrong information. So to clarify, everybody, it's meetleo, M-E-E-T-L-E-O dot com. You can sign up there directly for a demo. You can get some idea of what it looks like and all of that. But I would highly encourage everybody to take a look at this tool. I will be transparent. You have the CEO of the company on the podcast with me right now. I do not get paid a dime by Leo whatsoever. They don't give me anything at all for sending you to go look at this. I literally got I had one of their sales, their, their VP of sales, Scott Angel, reached out to me and said, hey, man, I want to talk to you about what we're doing. I said, you know what? We'll do it on a podcast. We'll kill two birds with one stone. Scott ghosted me. I upgraded and I get to have Leary with me instead of him. And she walked us through everything that I would have learned on a private conversation by myself but I wanted to ask my questions and I wanted to hear the answers and I wanted to capture that in a format that I could share it with all of our listeners. So understand this is not a play for me to line my pockets. I don't have any kind of marketing relationship, affiliate relationship with Leo at all. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you know, that's how I roll, but I just want to make sure everybody understands. I think this is a game changer. I think that it will be something that will make those people who are adapter or adopters of technology very, very successful very quickly. I think adapters will still be able to be successful, but they'll be behind. And if you listen to this and you don't do anything, sorry, your leads, my leads list is going to be populated with your clients. So that's just how it works. At the end of the day, if you're an adopter, you're ahead of the curve on technology. If you're an adapter, you wait till it's here and then you jump on board. And if you're a do nothing, you're just not going to do anything about it. And you know, that's just not good. So I wanted to take a second to thank you for coming on and just encourage everybody to go to meetleo.com and look for a demo and I'll let you close us out. If there's anything else you wanted to say. Yeah. Thank you, David. Thank you for a super interesting conversation. Um, and I think you have a great podcast um, and thank you. And thank you for this great materials and for your mentoring. Um, you're doing a great job. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Well, I can tell you that my next move is going to be because I've got a room of producers sitting in my conference room because Monday is sales meeting day for us that have heard this entire thing. I didn't wear my headphones intentionally because <laughs> I wanted them to hear my questions and your answers. So I know there's no chance that I'm getting out of the office today without going and in, in going to the website, signing up for the demo and taking the next step with you guys. So I really appreciate your time and look forward to this episode airing and we will give you plenty of notice so that you can understand why maybe your social uh, socials blowing up a little bit, because <laughs> once we push it out, there's going to be a lot of people that reach out to you. And that's kind of the expectation. So everybody do your part, check out meetleo.com. And we're going to wrap it up. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. 